You are listening to a pre-recorded episode of The Urban Wire, brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers, where we shine a light on issues impacting the urban community. You 
right, this is Seneca Harris and J.R. Vasquez with another edition of the Urban Wire podcast brought to you by the Urban Coalition of Freelance Writers where we shine the light on issues impacting the urban community. You are listening to a pre-recorded broadcast of the Urban Wire. Feel free to check us out on Facebook. Um, Check our social media site out on Facebook where you can get updates on the latest broadcast and our latest videos that we will be posting. Also, we want you to know that you can download our podcast on several media outlets such as iTunes, um, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and I think it's another one... um, can't think of it off the top of my head, but you can always go to Blog Talk Radio as well and download the episodes for free, listen on demand. We will be back with our live shows in May. So pretty much we'll be back in about, I say in about less than a month, we'll be back doing our live shows again. Just wanted to get some things um, tightened up. I think I've been talking to a couple people about... uh, coming on the show commentating or being commentators so i got some things in the works we're going to be having our cooking show it's going to be jumping off hopefully this summer or early fall so be on the lookout for that and i gotta get with you jr because maybe we can get some of these 3xr shows together um just you know just you just gonna do some different things this year and um, start branching out but you know i think that's definitely a good step we're on uh different online media outlets now so you can check our podcast out on there so we're gonna jump right into um our topics tonight we're not gonna do a long show i just have three main things i want to talk about tonight if you have been following the news this week this has been a very crazy week in the media we're gonna talk about the entire facebook killer um in his and his demise like he actually um, killed himself this week so we're going to talk about the events leading up to him all almost being captured by police but he committed suicide so we're going to talk about that also we're going to talk about Aaron Hernandez now some of you may know who who this um, guy is especially those who follow sports he was a young um American football tight end that was uh, brought on by the Patriots, right? Yeah, the Patriots. Yeah, so, yeah. He, he went to the University of Florida, played yeah. with Tim Tebow on that championship team, and uh, got drafted by the Patriots. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. They found him dead, supposedly. I mean, um, they, well, allegedly he committed suicide. Um, we're going to talk about the events leading up to that because I, you know, I don't mean to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I really feel that there is, I don't want to say there's any foul play involved, but it just seems really coincidental that this guy was about to possibly get off with murder. He, He always was already acquitted of, I think we're going to get into the story. I think it was the murder that. I don't think it was the double murder 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, he, he was acquitted of double murder, but yeah. he was charged and uh, convicted in 2013 of uh, the murder of his former roommate. Roommate, yeah. So, but they were saying, like, he had a really good lawyer, and it, the possibility of him even having that case, oh, sorry, it was highly likely. So, it, it's just really odd that this happened. We're going to jump into that. We're going to get into that more. And then the last topic we're going to discuss before we get off off of here tonight is about Bill O'Reilly being um, his 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 contract. I don't know if his contract or his employment was terminated with Fox News amidst all the controversial allegations that were made against him, as far as sexual misconduct on um, or at Fox News. So we're gonna get into that. So. Um, before we get into that, Jr. I just wanted to see if you had anything that you wanted to talk about um, in addition to that, or if not, we can jump right in. Yeah, we can jump right in. I mean, the only thing that I really had was, uh, you know, it, 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 it will, which will be brought up during the Aaron Hernandez thing, was I actually got a quote in here. Uh you know, in the final count, it, it, over in the prisons, they do counts uh, multiple times during the day. So, you know, verified that all the prisoners are printed and or accounted for. And uh, he he basically said he was just hanging around. I was going to let that... I was gonna let that go, but you know, cause I, I, I you know, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to hold it in, but hey, it's like hey, I gotta take a shot, man. If you don't mind, let, let's just go ahead and start with that. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll start about that. We'll start with that. Yeah. Let's just give first of all before we get started, let's just give a background. Let's get some background about Aaron Hernandez and um, just like like you like you mentioned, he was pretty much. A young um, American football player that was uh, brought on by the um, New England Patriots. He was brought on as a tight end, and um, like you said, he attended attended college and played college football at the University of Florida. That's right. And um, he was very he was very talented. I got to give it to you. Good looking young man had 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 his whole entire future ahead of him. And right. he chose, instead of taking that opportunity and pretty much he could have been one of the top players in history, especially for as far as a Latino um, person in NFL, he could have made history. Like, he, he had all the possibilities. He had his whole life ahead of him. Sure, but he chose sure to enough. go down this negative uh, path of um, violence and destruction like he had it all like it was no excuse for him like I could see if you were some dusty dude from you know uh, I don't know where was he yeah from Connecticut he you know he he was from the east coast you some dusty dude out there on 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 the east coast you know I'm saying struggling trying to you know uh make ends meet you, you know, I could see you resorting to a life of crime. You know, I, I could see that. Right. But you, you, right. you had options. Like, you had your whole life ahead of you, and you had opportunities that most people dream of at a young age. So it's hard for me to feel sympathy for him, but I will say that um, it's crazy how 
because they were talking about the 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 facility that he was in that he that he was um, jailed in. How they've had a lot of um, people in that particular facility. I think it was in Maryland. He was he was um, prison like he was in prison in Maryland. They were saying that that particular facility that he was housed in. They said they've had a lot of suicide. Um, attempts and like people that actually car- went through and carried carried those attempts out. So they were saying how that they they've been known for a lot of suicides, and then um, it was just kind of crazy the timing of it because he had just been acquitted for the double homicide that he was right. involved in, and uh, based on what I've heard, like he had he had a good lawyer. And matter of fact, they said this is the same lawyer from what I hear that Casey Anthony used to be acquitted of, you know, when she was uh, acquitted from murdering her daughter. Uh, I don't know if it was the same one. Uh, it, it's uh, his, his lawyer, Baez, is his last name. I'm trying to remember what his first name was. He has a... Um, he had a real big, high-profile case, and I can't remember for the life of me which one it was. But uh, I'm gonna look that up. I, I, yeah, while you talking, I'm gonna right. look that up. I'm gonna look um, that up. I don't want to give out any false information. Right, right. It, yeah, it, it, the Baez Law Firm, B A E Z. Let's see. Uh, are they? Well, they, you know, they are stating that they're moving forward with a wrongful death lawsuit mm-hmm. now. Um, I'm reading this uh, out of ESPN.com. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see. Uh, according to ESPN's Roger Hernandez, legal team can file a motion to vacate the conviction for murder of Lloyd. Uh Martin W. Healy, chief legal counsel to the Massachusetts Bar Association, told the Boston Globe that the legal rule is called uh, abatement ab inito. Healy said that upon a person's death, oh, this is interesting, that upon the person's death, I remember reading this earlier, uh, if he or she has not exhausted the legal appeals, the case reverts to a status at the beginning, as if the trial and conviction never happened. So in other words, being that he was convicted for the first murder back in 2013, mm-hmm. um, being that he committed suicide, uh, it, it, it's as if that never happened, which then, let's see, uh, and if the conviction never happened, I remember reading this earlier, that means that the New England Patriots would have to pay off all that guaranteed money to his daughter. Yes. Okay, I just found the information. He was he was the lawyer for Casey Anthony. Um they was were talking about his like they were talking about some of his notable cases. They were saying, um you know, I'm just I did a quick search. I just went to Wikipedia. They said that on here that Anthony uh, hold up. Baez came to significant national and global attention when he took on the Casey, the case of Casey Anthony, in what Time Magazine dubbed the social media trial of the century. Anthony was acquitted of the murder of her daughter Kaylee after a trial that lasted six weeks. So this is what I'm saying. This is why the only reason I brought that up. 
this guy has money. You know, he 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 obviously could afford a good lawyer um, of this caliber. So to me, that's why I'm thinking it had to be some foul play, possibly. And I think that um, I think they should go ahead. And I'm not, you know, like I said, I don't feel sorry about what his demise. But I'm just saying from from his from their legal standpoint, you know, in his estate, I think they should probably look into that because why would this guy, knowing knowing that he's already been acquitted of two murders and possibly could get the, the other murder thrown out because they were saying how a lot of people um, in that district had a lot of, you know, um, cases thrown out because of, you know, misconduct and like uh, from the you know the the judges and stuff like that in that district, why would he commit suicide? And they were saying how he really showed no signs of that. Like so, right. I don't know. I just think it was it's one of those things where they need to kind of look at it from all angles and just investigate what happened because you know um, that's that's just a huge that's just a huge coincidence that he would commit suicide and especially around that around this time, like when things were actually looking looking in his favor. So, I don't know. Well, you know, uh, I, I actually just watched a video on uh, Business Insider of ESPN host Dan Levitard. And uh, back in 2012, um, uh, Hernandez signed a $40 million contract, five-year $40 million contract with New England Patriots. So Levitard says, and I quote, I found myself surprised because usually I can find explanations, not excuses, for how it is someone became who they became. But this guy doesn't have a lot of pre- precedent in the history of sports where you've got a guy who has everything waste, wasted this overtly because he preferred to be a gangster. You know, he, he goes on to say, and uh, for him to choose because he knew what was ahead of him for the rest of his life, for him to choose to end his own thing in that way, for him to choose suicide as the solution tells you how dark a place he was in and how dark a place he lived in a dark place of his own choosing now with that being said you know we we truly don't know what happened behind the the cell doors you know we we don't know what was going on in his mind we really don't know how he was treated we don't know anything about any of the people that he was supposedly involved you know in the murders with you know the people that he actually killed if they had connections if their families had connections you know hell maybe maybe just maybe it's one of them deals where he he'd rather you know take his own life than live another day with the anguish of what he had to deal with you know or maybe his life behind bars was just that tough he went from being a 40 million dollar man you know and getting vip treatment everywhere and all this and that living the thuggish lifestyle to being a bitch behind bars we don't know right you know because 
one thing that happens behind bars is this, is that for every bad son of a bitch that's there, there's someone always better. Yeah. But this is my thing, too. Like, we had to look at it from this point of view, too. Like, this guy, I mean, regardless to, like, you know, you know, we we can't dispute the fact that he he was very you know talented. He was very gifted. He you know, um, and he had potential to actually become something, you know, make history, um, and just just be a positive role model for those in his community. We have to look right. at the fact that it's kind of scary that someone with all those possibilities and all that you know, um, with all that potential to become something that how they could lived this double life, how they had you know uh, pretty much was a sociopath uh, right. we look at the history like his criminal history and his legal issues, they stem all the way back to 2007 when he was just pretty much a teenager he was 17 years old and um, he was charged with a felony battery out of, you know, out of the result of a bar fight that he was in um, right. so it's just it's just crazy that that we look at uh, just, just just his history, just leading up to that, to the 2012 uh, double homicide that he was involved in, and like what what would make you that upset to where someone spills a drink on you in a bar in a bar, and you feel that that is worthy of you like ending their life like that's that's just really showing you how dangerous this person is and he's an animal and he he deserved to be in jail like he he does not he i mean someone like that does not need to be like amongst civilized folks like he he really does right and it's just you you, you know based on that i mean we also got to take into account the possibility that you know, again, we don't know who was with him. You know how right. it is whenever you have, whenever you're, you have that life, man. Uh, it, you know, you, you sit there. He went to University of Florida. Over there, it, it's it's a college city. You know, it, it's it, it's they got away with everything. You know, it, yeah. they had VIP treatment. He went to the NFL. Only the top. One percent of the top one percent make it to that level, you know. So, you know, they they upon making it to the NFL, he's got people here, people there. You know, he's got his, uh, you know, his crew. You know, and you know, with every crew, there's always that one guy, man, who's always instigating shit. You know, he might have gotten the drink spilled. You know, he might have been a little tipsy. This and that. Next thing you know. His boy's sitting there going, hey, man, you going to take that? You, you going to let them treat you like that, disrespecting you, making you feel like a bitch? Right. You know, it, it, it could have been instigated throughout the whole night. You know how it is, man. Yeah, you, you got that mouth right there running, and then next thing you know, you have a few more drinks. And it's just eating at you and eating at you. I mean, I'm not making any excuses, right. but I know I've been in some very violent fights over the very same deal, you know, where I've woken up the next day and I've been like, man, that was stupid, you know? But, but see, this is uh, the thing, though, JR. Like, that's, and that's, that's, the, that's, the issue, that's the issue right there. That's, that's the prime issue right there. When people have, when you have something to lose and you, and, and 
people around you, 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 you can't associate yourself with just any and everybody when you have something to lose. Right. Like, because right. the people around you that don't have shit to lose, they're going to be looking at things from a totally different lens than you are. See, a person right. like that, they don't have shit to lose. They don't have a scholarship to lose. They don't have a multi-million dollar contract that could be uh, yeah, affected by that taken away. They don't have anything right. to, to lose. So that's why, and, and this is just, and this is a related topic. That's why when people make it out of quote-unquote hood or you you elevate yourself out of a uh, screwed-up situation, you cannot go back exactly. to that situation. You cannot go back and deal with the same people that you used to deal with. Now, they may exactly. call you a sellout and they may think you funny, but when you have something to lose and then you deal with people that don't have what you have, that they, they're going to either, either influence you or they're going to try to set you up to um, cause you to fall because they are jealous that they, because a lot of times people feel like if they came from the same um, you know, neighborhood or the same hood or same block as you, and, and you and you somehow kind of worked your way um, out of that situation, a lot of times people feel either um, they feel some type of way about that or they feel that you owe them something or um, you know, everybody wants to be a friend. And then you see a lot of people that all these rappers and stuff always want to go back to the hood and kick it with their old homeboys. They always want to go back and, and quote-unquote get back to the community. But every time they go back to the community, they either get robbed or they get involved in some bullshit that, that could have been avoided. You have to kind of you kind of have to, to get out of that mindset because when you are elevated to a certain stat, status or stature, you have to kind of like surround yourself with people that's going to push you towards excellence. And I think, like you said, this could be very well what had um, happened with Aaron Hernandez. And like you said, like we're not excusing his behavior, but like you said, when you have alcohol involved and obviously, you look at his history, like, even as a young man, he, he dealt with issues of alcoholism. Like, he, he right. couldn't control his liquor. He had issues, obviously, obvious, you know, problems with alcohol. You have to kind of, like, I don't know, you just have to surround yourself with people that's going to push you in a different direction. Because if not, you're going to find yourself in a world of trouble. And these same people that were egging you on, they're not going to be there to bail you out. They're not. Now, this man is sitting there in prison um, from a murder charge, and I guarantee these people that he was running with wasn't putting no money on his books. I mean, not to say that he needs their money, you know, or anything, but what I'm saying is none of the people probably wasn't coming to see about him. None of them was checking, checking for him. Like, and you know, this is what happens all the time. Like, that's why you see so many of these young guys that go get these scholarships, they go to college, and then the next thing they know, they, they up there getting caught up in some foolishness, they lose their scholarship, and they back home doing nothing because you wanted to surround yourself with people that didn't have your best interest in heart, like, they, or in mind. Like, they, they just, they just don't. Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. You know, and, you know, the only thing that I would add to it is, you know, you, you got, you, you know, you got to realize the difference between where you grew up, college, and real life, you know? They're all different stages, you know? Whereas where you grew up, 
you know, people turn the other way. And same with college, but it's a totally different level, you know, because in college you actually have something to lose, you know. The second you become part of that elite group, you know, then it's a business. It's no longer, it's no longer, you know, oh, hell, you know, it was just this, this, and no, now it's a business. Teams turn away. You know, and we're talking about millions upon millions of dollars, ridiculous amounts of money. The type of money that these type of communities like where Aaron Hernandez grew up don't normally see. Right. You know, and, you know, for for him to do something so reckless, you know, to, God, you know, as... As we started this whole thing as minorities, man, we literally got to fight for every inch that we get, mm-hmm. you know, and situations like that only stereotype, you know, makes right. it so easy for people to stereotype. Right. You know, it, it, it make, makes me sick. It makes me sick. Yeah. Because I've seen how you felt about the whole situation on social media. Like, I knew you put up, and you were unapologetically like, well, you know what? I really don't feel sorry for this man. Right, right. My, my, my quote was, and I heard about this at 4.30 in the morning when it became breaking news. And I posted right away. My, my quote was, and I quote myself, was, so I heard that Aaron Hernandez killed himself. Good for him. <laughs> he, you know, what can you say? Yeah. What can you say? Yeah. So this is just a precautionary tale. I said, you know, um, you have to really um, be careful in the company you keep. And this is my thing. I, I think it goes beyond that, too. I really think that this... I, I, all that I think those are variables. That's just um, putting icing icing on the cake. You know, all these people that were around him probably trying, kind of instigating him. But I think that this guy was seriously a um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like he was a sociopath. He 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 did. I mean, because I could see even if someone you had peer pressure, you had people around you instigating. Um, certain behaviors that doesn't like to that extreme to where you go actually shoot somebody and then you said you shoot your one of your closest friends in the eye like that you know you could have luckily that's all I'm not saying that's I mean that's bad enough but I'm just saying that guy luckily he was he he still lived to tell the story but you know it's just really crazy that we had some, and this is like I said, man. It's crazy because, like I said, I ain't gonna lie. He's not a bad-looking guy. I mean, he had charisma, all the, you know, well-known, well-liked. I mean, it's just crazy how someone with that uh, favorable type of um, that that I don't know that uh, persona that a lot of people knew him. They didn't know that he had this other side. To, to him, like this dark side to him, and so that's what makes it so scary. It's like you don't know what demons people are dealing with or they're struggling with. Right? You, know? you, you really don't know, you know, who the person on the other side is. Yeah. Or what they're capable of. You know, I I remember a long 
long time ago, a very wise man told me, greet everyone with a smile, but have a plan to kill them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's, it, it's real life. It's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, uh, it, I know, I know that there, there's, you know, you got people that'll smile at you and, you know, decide, well, hell, they, they, this is a perfect segue for this Facebook killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, yeah, and that's and that's another tragic situation that took place um, on Easter Sunday. Out of all the times of the year when something like this could have happened, this took place on Easter Sunday. And those those of you that have not, I mean, if you you have to be pretty much living under the rock, under a rock, literally, right. not to know about this whole Cleveland um, massacre. I won't say massacre or kill, just killing. I will say. Yeah, it was a killer. Maskers, like, for more than one person. But, um, the, um, shooting took place on April 16th, Easter Sunday, when, um, Robert G. Godwin, Sr., who was a 74-year-old man, he, he was a retired foundry worker, he was shot and killed while he was walking down the sidewalk in a Cleveland neighborhood, Cleveland, Ohio neighborhood. Yeah. He, uh, he was picking up cans. Yeah, he was picking, picking up, up cans. cans. Yes. So he was shot down in cold blood by 37-year-old Stephen Williams. Stevens. And the video was posted on his Facebook live account. And I'm before we even go further with this, I want to say that there's been a rash of killings in a lot of... Uh, Things as a result, it's been like we're living in the age of social media and social media where everyone wants attention. Everybody feels that they have to post every single thing, or they they feel like they they can get this so called um, fifteen minutes of fame, fifteen minutes of fame by uh, committing certain acts on Facebook Live. Like there's been several suicides, there's been several killings on Facebook Live, and this is the latest one that's really gone viral. Um, as we all know, this happened on April 16th, and that was like a manhunt for him. Right. Uh, at the time of this shooting, a lot of people didn't even know that this had went on. Like, people like in Cleveland, like, they didn't even know. They were just kind of caught off guard. And a lot of people went into shock because they didn't know if this guy was still in the area, if he had fled. Because they were saying at the time they were suspecting that he could have even been here in Indiana. They didn't know after the shooting. Yeah, they had no idea. But he was found uh, a couple days later. Well, actually, before he even got to Erie, Ohio, they were saying how he was... uh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm tripping. In Erie, Pennsylvania, that they had um, sightings of him. And I'm trying to find this article. I was just reading it. Yeah, they were saying that he was um, seen gambling in West Virginia two days before the slain. So um, they were just saying how this man, like nobody suspected that he would go out the deep, deep end. They were saying how they, um, they had this video footage of him, like uh, in a casino in Virginia. And they they would have never 
suspected that this guy um, would have went off the deep end like this. Like, it's just crazy how fragile the human mind is. And um, they were saying how his ex-girlfriend was receiving death threats from people trying to link her to the killing of this 74-year-old man and, you know, trying to blame her, of, you know, from why he, he actually done this and, and why everybody was, you know, in a in a, a state of panic, you know. And right. she she had nothing to do with this. Like, you know, they were, they were saying she was getting death threats. People were harassing her. I said, this had nothing to do with her. And right. it was just... The man made a choice. Yeah, he made a choice himself. So... It's very unfortunate that this happened, but they were saying how um, he was caught was he was at a McDonald's right in um, Erie, Pennsylvania. He went in. He, no, no, uh, he didn't go in. He was on the drive-through. Yeah, oh, drive-through. Yeah. yeah, he was on the drive-through, and then the drive-through teller ended up recognizing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Facebook alerts, recognized him. So she went and uh, ended up delaying him by telling him that they were just waiting on fresh fries to come up. And in the meantime, she went back to uh, told him she's going back to check on the fries. Told the manager, and they called the cops. You know. Anyways, he he ended up hearing the sirens because I guess police in Erie, Pennsylvania don't believe in a stealth approach and uh, you know because you can turn the lights on and not have the sirens running Right. but uh, yeah he panicked and tried to take off and that's where the slow speed chase happened hmm so let me ask you this do you feel that do you consider those employees those McDonald's employees as heroes do you think that um, do, do, do you feel that they should be deemed as heroes and do you think they should receive the reward money I absolutely think that they should receive the reward money and yes they, I mean if it wasn't for them this guy probably would have gotten away, maybe gone to Canada. Now, here, here's the thing more that gets me. What, you know, we live in a society, a digital society. Everywhere you go, there's a digital footprint, you know. Um, you know, you, unless he took a massive amount of cash, you know, to survive. He was off the radar for two days before he was located. You know, now from Cleveland to Erie is approximately 140 miles. Okay, so that's a very short time span to this. Uh, you know, a very short area to disappear in two days, especially when you have got police cars with technology to be able to run plates on 80 vehicles passing by every every second. You know. Mm-hmm. With, uh, with them scanners, they could just bam, 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 you know, and it pop up if they got an APV out. You know, where he, I personally believe someone was hiding this guy out. Uh, you know, you just don't disappear off the radar nowadays like that. You just don't. You know, um, you know where he was heading, who knows? But yes, them McDonald's employees, especially at drive-thru tellers, should get that reward money. Right. Otherwise, the, 
man may have gone out and killed somebody else. Might have attempted on that drive through employee. You never yeah, they, know. See, they, they really risked their lives because they didn't know what, how this man would have reacted. Um, even if, And what if he would have, you know, like, suspected that they were doing that? You know? Right, yeah. I mean, imagine imagine being that drive through employee. You, you've seen the video, the live video feed because he posted it. You've seen this guy murder somebody. You seen the APVs out on the guy. His face is plastered in every digital billboard in the area within a 400 mile radius. Okay, and he is right there, less than two feet from in a drive-through window. Mm-hmm. And think of what was running through that drive-through employee's mind that kept her composure, his or her composure. Enough to not show that they recognized him and to come up with the story. We're just waiting on some fries. You know? That's some quick thinking, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I just, I really, I really want to commend them because, like you said, that whole, that entire situation could have turned out horrific. Like, um, you know, this man's mind obviously was not in a good place. Like, I mean, right. for lack of a better, you know, term. Like, it just right. wasn't, it, it really wasn't in a good place. And for them to to even risk that, I mean, that, that speaks volumes to uh, those employees. So I think really, like you said, I think they should be recognized. I really think that they should uh, receive that reward money. And... Um, you know, and like you said, this is another situation of cowardice. Like, this is another person that felt that they could prey on somebody weaker than them. Right. And instead of being a man and, 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 and owning up to what you've done, you take the coward's way out and commit suicide. Right. Like, you know, right. I, I just, it just really, it kind of just really agitates me because now I'm thinking of the family of the victims. They will never receive they will never get their day in court. Like, this guy will never have to um, take accountability from an earthly sense of his actions. Like, it's, it's just really, it's really, really disheartening, you know. And it's just, it, it's just really scary. And like you said, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, this story, like, you know, Facebook Live is really... Uh, been in the center of a lot of controversy like you said there's been a lot of people in general that use that they use that particular function on Facebook as means of like you said getting 15 minutes of fame and they don't care by what means they do it like there's been several shootings uh, uh, of people um, assault suicide attempts assault like you know everything so I just think yeah. really we, we are living in a attention seeking age where people are willing to sell their souls for just a little bit of notoriety and a few Facebook likes and, 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 and validation. Like, it's, it's really sickening. You know, and this is my thing. You know, and this is going to sound cold, and I, and I, but I, I think you're going to agree with me on this. Like, if you are that miserable with your life and you don't want to reach out to somebody and you, and, you, and you feel like there's no other way out, kill yourself like don't don't kill right. other people don't 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 hurt 
of innocent people that that have nothing to do with your misery and, and lack of um, self-esteem, your low self-esteem. Don't don't kill them. Don't take it out on the world. If you're gonna hurt somebody, hurt yourself. Right. You, you know, it's like uh, it was Dennis Leary, I believe it was, had a had a great line on that. Uh, on one of his stand-up acts, he's like, "Why don't voices tell tell you to kill yourself first? Why do they always tell you to go after somebody and then take your own life?" You know, it's it, it, I don't know, man. It, it's it, it's like you said, it's a coward's way out. It, this guy, you know, the family, it, it, you know, of the victim, they uh, they they said. You know, they took the high road. They said they forgave him as soon as he did it. You know, uh, I personally, I don't say, see. I, I don't see. I, you know, I, 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 I really just couldn't see that me doing it. Like, right, right, exactly, right. That's where I was. That's where I was going. There are better people than me because I would personally. Uh, oh my God, hellfire and brimstone would fall short to what I'd want to do to him. But see, you know? this is my thing, and I, and I, and, and you know, and I hate to go here, but I'm gonna have to go here real quick because I, I think that's that's the problem with a lot of people in our community, and I'm, I'm speaking specifically for the black community because all, and that's why we we're, we're always the targets of um, police brutality and like like um, just people that are coming against our communities because we're always so quick to march and pray. And forgive, like we we're always so quick to forgive, like we're always so quick to um, just turn the other cheek, which that's all well and good. But forgiveness should never be one of those things to where your enemies feel empowered by uh, by you forgiving them. Because if you keep on letting people get by without consequences, and you standing up and say we're not going to take this, then that gives that sends the message out to people to where. It's okay to about keep violating you and violating your community. So I feel that it's one of those things to where we need to quit, uh, quote unquote, forgiving and praying all the time and put some action behind our words. Because to me, you forgiving that man and that family, okay, that's good enough for you personally. But you should never come out publicly and say that you are forgiving somebody that has violated you. Because to me, I think, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I think that that empowers people to to continue violating you. Because they feel that they can get away with with things and feel like there's no consequences or repercussions behind it. You have to pay your karmic debt to any action that you put out in the universe. And, and, and you know, uh, forgiveness is for yourself. It's not for you to be blasting it and putting it, you know, into like for the whole world to see. That's just what I'm saying. So I, I'm just so sick of the, just hearing people talking. About, oh, I forgive you. I'm oh I'm gonna pray for you. Okay, that's all well and good. But when you get done with that, them people still need to pay for their actions. You don't. You just don't forgive and pray and think that you're not gonna have no no consequences behind your action. That's not how life works. Right. So I don't know. I just I just think the whole situation is crazy. I feel I, I really my heart goes out to the family because this is somebody's father this is somebody's grandfather this is somebody's friend right. this is somebody you know this could be somebody's uh, idol in the community you you don't know and right. you, 
Here's a man who probably did things the right way his whole life. Mm -hmm. You know, went to work at at this foundry you said it was? Yeah. Yeah, which ain't easy work. You know? Every day, you know, just to provide food. You know, think about the things that this man had seen living through the civil rights movement and all that, you know? And, and you know, if he lived up in Cleveland or the Cleveland area, life wasn't easy there. Cleveland's a very blue-collar city, you know? Very blue-collar. It's it's a working man's city. If you go through there, you see the majority of the buildings are still old-school brick, you know? And, you know, I wonder how much he sacrificed to bring up his family the right way and get put his kids through school and all that, you know, and bringing up grandkids now. And, you know, it, to afford to end like this, they, I, I remember hearing when I heard that he was just walking around picking up cans. That's just what he did every single you know weekend was going around cleaning up the neighborhood from all the cans. You know, and it's just a little thing that he did, you know, since he was retired, so he could help out. And, you know, for this scumbag, this animal, you know, to to go on and take somebody like that, you know, and just in cold blood, because what? You had a bad day. Your 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 girlfriend left you. Come on, you know, reach down, grab hold of your nuts, and get over it. But you, you know, but that, you know what? I, I think Jr. I really feel that this man he he was he was probably very, if not physically, he was probably mentally abusive to his girlfriend, and he probably did just as a way to get back get back at not only. Yeah, just to get back at her because he knew that that guilt would probably eat away at her because she he'll be like, hey, look, look what you caused because you broke up with right, me. Right, right. I killed this I, man. I, now I, I'm I'm not saying this is factual, but I rem- I can swear I heard something that he used to be like a so- uh, social service uh, rep or something like that for special needs kids. Is that true? I don't know um, about that, but um, it wouldn't surprise me um, that, you know, and that's something I'm going to look into because I'm really wanting to see. Um, I'm, and I'm, I'm going to see if I can find that. Because I would be, because really, we didn't really, I haven't really heard much as far as a background on him, but um, I, I, I swear I heard that somewhere, and uh, you know, I, I just been so busy that I I didn't really have time to look that up. But yeah, it, it, wouldn't, wouldn't that be a little, little bit of uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, Very uh, big sense of irony, like this man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I tell you, um, 
That would be something I, I'm, you know, I would be interested in finding out. Uh, probably can't find it, find out like right now, real quick, while I'm recording with you. But um, yeah, uh, here, it's no tell. I'll look it up real quick. Hang okay. On. Facebook killer. see what they say. Okay, this... Uh, he was a behavioral health... A, he worked for a behavioral health agency since 2008. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I got, I got it pulled up right now, and... Let's see, uh, identified himself as Steve Stevens, even showing his ID card for yes. Beach Brook. Yeah, and they said that, okay, I found um, some information about him on um, line. They were saying he, um, yeah, like you said, he worked as a case manager at Beach Brook, a behavioral health agency headquartered in Pepper Pike, near Cleveland. He joined in 2008 and began as a youth mentor mentor for teens for the past two years as a vocational specialist for the assertive community treatment team which provides support to older teens and young adults. He did not have a criminal record and had only been accused of traffic offenses. He blew his salary at the tables in the Jack Casino. Remember what I told you? He was gambling right. a couple of days before that in a formal, former department store in downtown Cleveland and at one point petitioned for bankruptcy. He now has a $50,000 price, price on his head after law enforcement announced the reward for information leading to his arrest. So obviously this came out um, before uh, he took his life. So this must have came out right after this story broke. But see, this is what's disturbing about this. This man flew beneath the flew over the beneath over. I don't know how I would say that, but he 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 was pretty much off the radar. Nobody right, right, really right. even suspected that this man was capable of this, and obviously not because he worked with young people. He was a mentor, and um. He dealt well, with behavioral health and things of that nature. So this is crazy. He didn't even have a criminal history. So this man literally snapped. This is like a yeah. this is like a textbook case of someone literally snapping. Yeah, I'm sitting here uh, reading. The, hey, I'll be perfectly honest. I ain't seen the video, but uh, like I'm reading about the whole thing. 
And uh, while Stevens was still on the run, Lane alerted. Lane, I guess, is his uh, ex. Uh, alerted Facebook friends that she was safe and in protective custody with police. Even though Stevens asked Godwin to repeat his ex's name before killing him. Can you do me a favor? Can you say Joy Lane? He told Godwin, she's the reason this is about to happen to you. The family of the slain man insisted in an interview with local news that Lane is not to blame for Stevens' actions. If I also followed Beachbrook is another reason I'm going crazy. Now, um, with all that said, there are, there are quotes from RollingStone.com. They've already got an article up on this. Um, you know, it, it, I, I don't know about Ohio law. I know in Indiana, like if you're some kind of mental health counselor or psychiatrist or what so, you got to take mandatory time off to refresh, you know, uh, for that very reason. <laughs> you know, it's, so like you, you, every, I think it's every quarter, you got to take time off and get evaluated. Yeah. You know, it's every it's either every quarter or every six months, and uh, you know, it, it, I mean, not making any excuses for the horrific actions here, but yeah, it just seems like it's one of them deals where a bunch of stuff was weighing him down, and he just lost it all. You know, the when people are on the verge of losing their mind, one of the very first thing that happens is just that. They'll gamble everything away. Yeah. You know, they'll start doing things that are irrational behavior specifically for them. You know, and yeah, it, it, it's tragic, tragic. And you that, know, but that goes to show you that's why you can never, ever say, and I hate to see you don't I don't wanna say that you don't know people, but you never know what a person is going through mentally, like what's going on in the mind. And you never people don't realize how fragile the human mind is. Like right. you, you don't know what one small thing could take somebody over the edge, especially when right. they don't have any healthy out, outlets to express themselves or they or don't deal with things in a healthy manner. And right. they haven't been taught how to do that. Um, that stuff can build up, and the the results of it can be catastrophic. So this is just really a sad, sad situation. Like um, nobody wins in this situation whatsoever. This is just this is just a situation. You have a slain, a man that was slain. Um, like you said, this man could have been somebody's father, grandfather, community leader. He obviously cared about his community because if he wasn't, he wouldn't have been out early that um, early that day, early ugh, early that day, trying to pick up cans and trying to better his community. Like right. you don't know. I mean, it's you, you're dealing with this this ex girlfriend now has to deal with the stigma attached to this situation, and then you have this man. He's dead. So, who who wins out of this? Like nobody does. You know, one thing I can say now: at least people can breathe. People can have a can have a sigh, um, 
relief now and they can breathe and, and feel safe in their community again not have to worry about um, where this man is currently because it, it, it was just a really sad situation and the people in that community uh, were probably they didn't probably feel safe for their kids to even be outside they didn't know what this man could have been at or what he could have done next so but yeah I just wanted to touch on that and um, I didn't know if you had anything else to uh, comment about that because I'm going to get to this last story before we wrap this up. Uh, speaking of, speaking of uh, somebody getting killed, O'Reilly's career. Yes, that career has been that career has been been obliterated. Fox News itself. For those of you who don't know, um, Bill O'Reilly, who is a um, right wing conservative commentator on. Fox News. He's been very controversial uh, for the past two decades. He's been on been with them for about twenty years. He's he is now currently dealing with a rash of uh, accusations from employees working at Fox News uh, dealing with sexual misconduct and the the history of this kind of. Um, Links back several years. Like I think I even heard that he had, like his wife had him and his wife had some domestic disputes or something like that as well. Don't call me on that, but I think he not. It, it just he he's had a really um, long history of just being a womanizer and just being a, a misogynist. You know, just being just being a jerk pretty much. And now that it has came out, a lot of these. Uh, these uh, claims have pretty much went to the courts to the courts and it has cost Fox News over 13 million dollars to settle these cases out so I guess now that they, they have made the determination or the decision to let him go because I guess the cost outweighs uh, the benefit of having him with Fox News so uh, well, there's more to it than that. I hope you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, it is. And, but like you said, they don't want that his their name being drugged through the mud because they're already going through a lot of legal issues, like right now. See, see Fox. Here's the thing: Fox has paid out millions upon millions upon millions of dollars in these. You know, sexual harassment settlements for O'Reilly, who obviously still believes that he's in the madman era. Okay, uh, the thing is, is, is this with Bill O'Reilly? Bill O'Reilly brought them ratings. All right, he was their highest-rated show on Fox News. All right, and he's held that for title for quite a long time, which is why Fox dealt with it they you know whenever you're bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars in advertising revenue and you only got to dish out 10 mil that's a win you know now there's two things going on the first one is a lot of sponsors started pulling out after this latest you know uh, accusation came in but Fox is also right in the, the 21st Century Fox is right now in the process of gathering and acquiring 
uh, uh, Europe's or uh, Britain's, it's Britain's largest news organization. We're talking about a deal worth hundreds upon hundreds of millions of dollars. All right. Mm-hmm. And they cannot because of this scandal going on. And, uh, the parent media company of that company that they want to buy won't sell the Fox because of that scandal until it was taken care of. Mysteriously, O'Reilly ends up getting taking that forced vacation, or you know, as we all know, the vacation. Um, but yeah, it, it's there. There's a lot, a lot of involvement with this because let me see if I can find the name of that uh, company they're trying to buy. Uh, okay, while you find that, I'm just sending right. something on um, on uh, Fox News that says that they will be replacing him with um, the commentator Tucker Carlson, which he's very, he's very controversial himself. So they are they don't plan on. It's not that they're gonna they, they care about the controversy. They like the controversy. They they because they're gonna be replacing sure. somebody just as controversial as he is. So that is who they're replacing him with. Now um, I have an article pulled up here from Fox News themselves, like the Fox News Entertainment um, section, and it kind of breaks down why they let him go. Um, the, the article was written by Howard Kurtz, and it's entitled, um, just let me know when you, you find that information. Yeah. Um, it's entitled, Fox News Drops Bill O'Reilly in Wake of Harassment Allegations. Now, Fox News is cutting ties with Bill O'Reilly, the biggest star in his 20-year history, after mounting allegations of sexual harassment and inappropriate behavior that prompted the network to end his program. Uh, quote, after a thorough and careful review, and this is Spot Fox News statement, after a thorough and careful review of the allegations, the company and Bill O'Reilly have agreed that Bill O'Reilly will not be returning to the Fox News channel. Um, this this happened on Wednesday, and this decision seemed unimaginable for a few short weeks a few short weeks ago given O'Reilly's long reign as the top rated host in cable news but the climate shifted dramatically after the New York Times reported on April 1st that O'Reilly or Fox had paid 13 million dollars to settle five cases against him five cases alleging sexual or other harassment now this is what you mentioned earlier more than 50 advertisers withdrew from his primetime show. 50. That's a lot. Right. And I've got the article up, by the way. Okay. All right. Let me finish this real quick. The 21st yeah, Century no Fox asked the law firm to investigate a complaint from a woman who said that Riley dropped efforts to, to make her a contributor in 2013 after she turned down his invitation to visit his hotel room. Um, O'Reilly said in a statement on Wednesday, quote, it is tremendously disheartening that we part ways due to completely unfounded claims. 
but that is the unfortunate reality many of us in the public eye must live with today. See, that goes to show you lack of responsibility, personal accountability, something that they always want to preach against on Fox News. Right. I will always look back on my time as Fox at Fox with great pride in the unprecedented success we achieved with my deepest gratitude to all my dedicated viewers. I wish only the best for Fox News Channel. So, Bill O'Reilly, who is 67, had not previously commented on his status since leaving on vacation last week. He met the Pope Francis Wednesday in a VIP line at the Vatican, but his lawyer issued a blistering statement Tuesday accusing his liberal opponents as being a quote-unquote smear campaign. Now, like I was mentioning to you earlier, Jr., I said, while you sitting up there shaking hands with the Pope, let's just hope some of that, some of that anointing runs, rubs off on you to deal with some of those spirits of perversion that you are currently dealing with. Like, that's just crazy. I said, man. Yeah, 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 but that, that's, the, that's the pot calling the kettle black now. Nobody on this earth has molested more children than the Catholic Church. Well, I, I, I wasn't going to say that, but, you know. I, I'll I, say it. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm, you know, I, I, you know I, I don't make the news I report it. So, um, this, is, this is something else. Like I mentioned, Fox Air, uh, Fox will air Tucker Carlson's show an hour earlier in O'Reilly's 8 p.m. Uh, slot and move the popular ensemble show the 5 to 5 to 9 p.m. on May 1st. So all these all these changes are going to be happening very shortly. Um, his departure comes nine months after uh, the news founder, Roger Ailes, was forced out as a chairman following the sexual harassment lawsuit by former host Gretchen Carlson and allegations by at least a half a dozen of women, all of which he denied. One of them was Megyn Kelly, who also clashed with O'Reilly and who decided to leave Fox for NBC last December. So this is my thing. We're dealing with a news organization that's just full of degeneracy and uh, just unprofessionalism and pretty much they, they have no ethics they're, they're non-ethical I mean this is this is a news organization that we cannot take serious we can't this is nothing but mere propaganda and for all this to be happening <coughs> behind the scenes and I'm just not talking about regular employees but these are people that are your figureheads people that are out there that are the face of Fox News, and they're all caught up in this scandal behind the scenes. Like, it's, it's just really utterly sick and disgusting. It really is. Um, let's see what else. We're going to go down here. Um, yeah, so pretty much they have lost... They were saying how he's been, like you mentioned earlier, he's been a cash cow for Fox News generating over, get this, $178 million in ad revenues in 2015 alone. Right. According to the estimate by Kantar Media, his ratings remain stratospheric by cable standards, averaging just under 4 million viewers in the first quarter of this year. So let me ask you this, JR, what do you think um, he, what's next for him? 
before you, I'm gonna let you because I know you have something that you want to share. But what do you think is next next for him? Do you think that someone will be willing to bring him on, even though that he he has brought in a lot of um, ad revenue and brought in a lot of viewership to Fox News? Do you think that someone would? Knowing, because it's one of those things. Okay, they know that he could bring in the ratings, but do you want it to rip? Do you you have to kind of balance out like with you, dealing with his known sexual degeneracy? Like, do you right. think, like what do you think is his future? Do you think someone else or another network would be willing to put up with that? Well, I don't know. Um, whereas with Tommy Lauren, I, I was. You know, fairly confident she'd get another gig. With O'Reilly, although he's a proven uh, commentator, um, you know, I think he's going to be taking a step back for that very reason, because it's a liability issue. I wouldn't be surprised to see him on Glenn Beck's little thing going on, as well as I wouldn't be surprised to see him back at his original roots. In entertainment tonight, all over again. Yeah, you know. Um, for those of you that don't know, that's where he started. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it's like it's one of the things that does it does it all out. What you know, does the good out or does the bad outweigh the good? You know, and could fear. Just because he's taken away from TV, keep in mind, he got paid, uh, what, what What? was, uh, how much was it they had to pay him? I think it was like $15 million to mm-hmm. set, or, or something like that to settle out the re- remainder of his contract for the rest of the year. Um, he's going to pay that, and he's, all he has to do is sit, you know? Now... Being that Rupert, Rupert Murdoch is a bit of an old school guy, I wouldn't be shocked if he gave him an executive role and just took him away from the cameras. Right. You know? Uh, they, so put him behind the scenes and put him with a nice, generous salary. Just stay behind the scenes, out of sight, out of mind. You know? Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know what to think, man. Wow. So here here's the here's that deal I was telling you about, and this is out of Bloomberg Technology. Okay. Twenty uh, first Century Fox is trying to acquire a British media company called Sky PLC. Okay. Mm-hmm. The deal is for fourteen point four. Billion with a B, billion wow. dollars. Now, when you know the rules of acquiring a foreign channel, a foreign media company in a different country are totally different than what they are in the United States. You know, so when you have a scandal of that magnitude come out. And you have a guy, how much was that amount? A hundred and how many millions of dollars? hundred and seventy-eight million. All right, in one year, right? But we're talking $14.4 billion, a deal that may not go through because of that scandal. You know, 
when, when that kind of money's involved, all of a sudden, that 170-some mil oh, yeah. is pocket All heads going to be rolling at that point. They don't care who. Yeah. You right yeah, about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I've beaten the daylights out of my kids for 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine for billions. Uh, yeah, it, it, there, there was no chance that O'Reilly was going to keep his job after I heard this. You know, um, and it goes to yeah. show you there's more. It, like you said, it was more behind that. That may have been a small reason, a very, very, very minuscule, like part of the reason why. But like you said, it's yeah. You start digging, and you start um, unearthing some more of these details, then you you see why they were willing to uh, give him up. Right. You know, why, why would you give away your top-rated talk show host? Yeah. You know, a, a, your cash cow. Bring, you know, any network look. Fox is just printing money. Let, let's just call it nice, nice, okay? Fox is printing money in advertising, you know, revenue. Uh, something that all the others can't say with the exception of one day. And that's Super Bowl. You know, that's the only day that matches to Fox's advertising revenue. You know, NBC, ABC, CBS, they can't match with Fox. Yeah. Okay. With all that said, when you are talking about an amount of money that starts within, at, look, millions, that's two commas. When you add that third comma to the numerical value and then add a zero behind it, that really has my attention. That's the kind that of changed the you, game. That changed the game there. Yeah, you you ain't safe. You, you know you. And you better and, and you better hope you 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 leave with your life or with your right. head attached. Yeah, it, 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 that, that's the kind of money. Hey, now let's put this in the perspective, okay? The, in 19, what was it, 1990, I think it was. Nine, uh, let me look it up. I don't want to give a bad fact here. Hang mm-hmm. on. Yeah, we don't want to pull a Fox. We don't want to pull a Fox News on. Yeah, on the don't want to do a Fox. Yeah, we don't uh, want to pull let's facts see. out there. Uh, what are you looking for? No. So that's the thing about our show. We'll do the we'll do the research right on there if we don't know the we don't know. Yeah, I, I I'll I'll pull it up right now. Okay. <laughs> All right, check this out. Ready? Ready? Right. Here, here it is. And, and it, oh God, I gotta wait on. The, okay, uh, American government finance long run from 1790 to 1990. This is out of the Journal of Economic Perspectives, printed in the winter of 2000. All right. So what I'm looking for is. Okay, 
percentage of gross national product, blah, blah, blah. Trying to find what the national revenue was. All right. Oh, God. You're going to love this. Ready? Mm -hmm. All right. This is putting this in a perspective, okay? In 1992, all right? Now, you you, you know, we've heard about the national deficit, right? Right. In 1992, the gross national debt was at $2,998,639. That's national debt. Yeah, that's the gross national debt. So... Put that into perspective. As a country, as a country, you know, we owed less in 1992 than what this whole thing is costing Fox. Yeah. That was a lot of money back then, and it's still a lot of money now. Yeah, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, I you, you remember uh, uh, Scrooge McDuck, that dang, dang swimming in a dang uh, safe filled with dollars, just just big bags of money with cash signs on it. Uh-huh. That's that, that's the kind of stuff you have whenever you have billions. You know, when you can add that B. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, honey, you go like on the world for you. Can I buy a letter B for billion? Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh yes. I'm telling you that 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 ain't yeah that ain't no man. I'm telling you that's some serious money. And like you said, that explains a lot. It really explains a lot now that we look at it from that perspective. That this man is like yeah that. Yeah, you you gotta go. Anybody, I don't know anybody if that that at, at, in that organization that would be worth um a billion losing out on a two billion dollar deal. I don't know anybody that, who does. You said it's two billion, uh, I, right? No, 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 no. Fourteen point four billion. See, yeah. You know, I think Rupert Murdoch would have fired his own son if it would have been the case. Fourteen point four billion? Are you kidding me? You're out the door. You gotta go. Time to go collect some unemployment. Here, let me call Donald. See if there's a job opening in one of them Mexicans that he deported. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's it's it's, it's crazy. Let's see. I'm that. telling you. Yeah. So I don't know. Hey, it's hey, gonna be uh, it's gonna be interesting to follow this. I know you gotta get ready to go. And um, I just want to, um, I don't know if you had anything else you wanted to talk about before we get off here, because I know that you got to uh, cut it short tonight. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. Good? I'm okay. telling you, it, it's, it, it, it's, uh, it, it's just funny how it all comes out, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to see what else before, because I know we, those are the main stories that, um, that I wanted to touch on, but I'm trying to see what else in the news. Oh, 
Oh yeah, I wanted to mention another fact that going back to the Aaron Hernandez case, now they're saying that they're going to be donating his uh, brain for research. And let me get this right: for um, they're going to be studying for CTE. CTE, yeah. So I thought that would be very interesting. Um, uh, interesting fact to, to to bring up. So I'm guessing his estate pretty much allowed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's really sad that you know that's another situation I I wanted to say too. Like, there's no winners in that because you think of his his young daughter, his now her now his daughter is without a father. And the only memory she's on the half of him, like like I was listening to Lovely T's commentary on YouTube, right. like the only memory she's gonna have is her father in jail, like or in the court. Like she's not gonna have any memories of her father, any positive memories. Like so it's right. just it's just really it's nobody wins in these types of situations. Nobody. Right. You know, and um that's why you have to really be mindful, especially you, when you have kids, you bring kids in this world. That should be the point to where you you start changing your mindset, and you need to start thinking like every every action for every action is a reaction. You have to think, how is this going to impact me? How is this going to impact my children? How is this going to impact my family as a whole and my community and people that are looking right. up to me? See, a lot of people don't have that type of insight. They don't have that type of um, what's the point? What's the point where I'm looking for? They don't have that mindset they went you know they they just act off of impulse you know and this this is right. a, this is a uh perfect example of someone that lived their life off of impulse like they had no they had no type of like insight on how their actions would impact everybody around them like this man when he he murdered all these people he didn't realize he didn't think how this would uh, ruin the people's families that he's out. You know, it's just crazy. No emotional self control, and we live in a society now. People don't have any emotional self control, and they don't. And it doesn't even matter if they have a lot to lose. They have no emotional self control. Yep. And, and and we and it's just perpetuated all throughout this culture. Like we we you know people just act off an of impulse. They don't want to think about how their actions could. Uh, not only affect themselves, but everybody around them. Like this, this man is like, like you said earlier, he didn't think that how this could negative, negative to, ugh, I can't speak, could have a negative impact on, um, uh, perpetuating negative stereotypes of his community. Like he had a, he had a, an opportunity to. Uh, make strides and, and you know and, and improve the image of his people, but he he chose not to do that. He didn't. He chose to take that opportunity and squander it, pretty much. Right. So we have to and be I, mindful. He had he had a platform unlike any of us have ever had. Right. You, you know, and you know, I'm not. I'm not. By no means am I saying. You know. Uh, that uh, it, you know, parents should be their kids' role models. Don't leave that to you know uh, some athlete or what's up. But with that said, 
you know, he uh, he could have done so much, you know, so many opportunities wasted. So many opportunities wasted. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the shame of it all. The shame that his daughter is going to have to, you know, is going to be stereotyped into all that, you know? Yeah. They, you know, for the rest of her life, you know? Hey, she she's gonna you know wherever she goes she'll end up getting the stink eye you know simply because she happens to be the daughter of Aaron Hernandez you know it's it's sick it, it truly is sick mm yeah so um yeah, that's pretty much what I wanted to touch on tonight because I said this has been a crazy week in the news. Like you know, you know, and not to mention this is this is gonna be a this can be a whole nother show for next week. Just just the just the what's going on with those cases here in the United States and what's going on overseas and how we could be a potentially drug into another war. It's it's just it's just really scary right now the state of this nation and where we could be potentially heading here in the upcoming months. So, people better really start getting on cold. People better really start getting uh, you know, just start just, I don't know, just just getting getting themselves together. Get right. themselves together and um, and just, you know, getting ready for these times coming ahead because it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. And I hate to say this, you know, you know, we're about to roll up on summer. We were rolling up into the hot, hotter months of the year. And it's just, I just hope that people will act like they got some sense. Like, I really do. Like, because it's, it's already so much going on. We just don't need a, you know, I don't know. And I just think that's why parents need to get their kids involved in something this year. You know, um, just get your kids involved in something positive because we're looking at now, we're looking like how a lot of funding is being taken away from a lot of these programs. Um, it's It's just a lot going on right now. And, you know, you can't tell these kids to say no to something if you're not going to give them an alternative. Or give them something positive to say yes to. So it's we have to really start just uh, being aware of our surroundings, what's going on in the world, and just getting our communities together, getting these youth together, uh, just training them up, you know, in the way that they should go. Because this this it's real out here. This is, we're dealing with some real life situations. Uh, we're looking at this a minute, this current administration now. Um, we're seeing how they're cutting things right and left. They're passing bills right and left, and it's starting to impact everyone. So you just have to just get yourselves together and just just uh, live in your truth and do the best you can do, and just you know just just safeguard your community, safeguard your children, you know, and just I mean that's my best advice, you know, to wrap everything up tonight. Right. So I don't know if you got something else to say, but uh, not much, man. Not much, as you know. And treasure the time that you do have, because you never know when our time's gonna come. Yeah, you know that, that man pulling that would have never thought 
that he would have been killed in cold blood on Easter Sunday. Who would think? Right. Who who thinks that? Like who? This man was seventy four years old. He he wasn't thinking about anything like that. Just walking down the street, minding his own business, like, you know, and that's how it always is. It's the people that don't, that aren't involved in anything, that ain't bothering nobody. They're the ones that are impacted by some foolishness. And, it's, and you know, just being in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like, it's just, that goes to show you tomorrow is not promised to anyone. If I have not learned anything else... In the past year, that's one thing I have learned. Tomorrow is not promised to anybody. You think somebody's here one day, they'll be here one day and gone in that same day. You can't you you can't you can't just assume that somebody's gonna be alive and breathing and being present. You you don't know. Because like you said, this right. this type of stuff is happening all over the place, all over the country. And I said, honey, the biggest threat ain't ISIS and the biggest threat in this country ain't ISIS or a Muslim or an ext- or, or or somebody overseas. I said, you know, the biggest threat are people right here in this country and people in your own neighborhood that you don't know nothing about. While we sitting up here worrying about terrorists. We need to be worried about domestic terrorists and these you know what I'm saying? Like we, we start worried about it's it's just sickening, man. Like it's really sickening where our mindset is. Like it's <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it uh Well, uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> until until next time, this yeah. is Sal Silverstein. <laughs> Okay, I think we gonna call the night, boys. I tell you, I said I got, I got a weekend ahead of me, man. I'm gonna turn up and turn out. It's my right, birthday right. celebration weekend, so I'm gonna be doing that, and um, hopefully I can get this edited, and I, I want to have this out, this show out. Hopefully, you guys will hear it by Monday or Tuesday. But it's gonna be a busy weekend. But I'm gonna be off work Monday, so I'm gonna have this up. And hopefully done. Because I still got the two shows that I've, um, previous weeks that I've done. And we're going to be putting those all out next week. So, it's just been a hectic week. But we get, we, we got you covered. We're going to be back in the month of May. We're going to get our live shows started back up. And we're just going to start promoting and pushing this. Like, I got to get the date to where I want to start doing the live shows. And I'm going to start pushing that date. You'll hear about it on our Facebook page. We have a group page, and we have our regular um, official uh, actual Facebook page. It's a group page, and it's like a um, organization page. So you can join either one or both, and you'll get the update. Um, so I'm really excited. So um, we're just trying to push out a positive message this year, and just get people, just get people involved. Like just, just, just know what's going on in the world around you, and just. Be a person that can dissect the news yourself. Don't 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 follow mainstream propaganda. You get out there and research yourself. You know, right. fact check what we say. Fact check what you hear on on mainstream news. Like you know, um, just don't be another sheep or just a follower. So that's 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 right. what I'm gonna leave out with. You know, so. But I think that's about it. All right, bro. All right, thanks for always. Um, thanks as always for calling in and giving us commentary tonight. And no um, we will talk to you next time.